You're listening to the Health by Design podcast, and I'm your host, Roar Alexander, wellness architect and functional lifestylist. I spent nearly six years of my life on a journey through the ancient East to bring you the cutting-edge combination of modern Western health sciences blended with the time-proven ancient traditions, principles, and practices that have flourished through thousands of years across countless cultures, peoples, and nations. Join me and my many special guests from all corners of the globe as we aim to help you live stronger, longer, and better. Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to this special episode. I am so excited for today's episode. Today I am going to be interviewing Hal Johnson from Body Break. Um, I remember when I was a kid growing up, there was these uh, two, there was this man and this woman and they would come on TV every day, uh, usually in the afternoon, sometime in the afternoon cartoons after school, and they would talk about exercise and nutrition, and even though I really wasn't into it that much when I was a kid, for some reason it just stuck with me, I guess because they were very short, they only ended up being about a minute long, um, and they were just really interesting, and then as I got older, I would start paying attention to it, and uh, it just it always stuck with me, and in fact, um, a few years Years ago, we got an offer to do a television show in Thailand uh, where the uh, TV production company said, you know, we really like your style. We'd love you to have a show um, where it's one or two minutes and it comes on between episodes of our regular TV shows. And I said, you know what? There is a show back in Canada called Body Break that is just like that, that I remember was out in the like, 80s or the 90s. And uh, I, I said, you know what? That's going to be our inspiration. I sent them a few YouTube clips of the show. And that is how my television show, The Metcon Minute, came up. And it was pretty much 100% honestly inspired by Body Break with Hal Johnson and Joanne McLeod. So today I'm really happy to let you guys know that we have Hal Johnson on. This is one of the OGs when it comes to health and fitness here in Canada. And he's going to be coming on and we're going to have a great conversation. As well as we're going to get a little controversial. We're going to talk about um, his old company, the, the partner company they're with, which was called Participaction. They are now sponsored and partners with Coca-Cola. And Hal Johnson has a few things to say about that um, that caused a little bit of ruffles. Uh, but yeah, I think it's going to be a great episode. I'm really excited for it and I hope you guys enjoy it. And again, thanks for tuning in to the Health by Design podcast. So I am joined by Hal Johnson, one of the two hosts of Body Break. Body Break is a show that I used to watch. I remember growing up. Hal, what year did, uh, what did Body Break actually come out? Well, we uh, Joanne and I got the idea for Body Break uh, June eighth of nineteen eighty eight. Okay. Um, but we actually never. Uh, we our first airing was in uh, April fifteenth, nineteen eighty nine. That was the first time it ever aired uh, during the Beachcombers, um, and so that was the uh, inaugural uh, uh, Body Break viewing, and and uh, uh, so it's. But we, through between the time we came up with the the concept and the idea. Mm -hmm. uh, to the time it finally aired, uh, there was a lot of work in that interim to, to try to get it up on air. Yeah, I know for sure. And I definitely want to talk about that because it's very interesting. I was reading a bit about it. Now, I don't think I watched you during Beachcombers because I remember hating that show. <laughs> I can't remember what show was coming on, but I just remember it. Um, I just It was very stuck with me because, I don't know, I, saw, I sent you a link. I actually had a TV show in Thailand.
brand. I don't know if you actually watched the yeah. link I sent you, but uh, you know, the very first thing when we were approached to do the show was I said, you know what? I said, there used to be this show in Canada that I said was great. I said, it was called Body Break. And I said, you know, I would love to, because what they said is you have a minute to two minutes between shows to come in to talk about health. And the first thing that popped into my head was Body Break. <laughs> so you're definitely a major inspiration now. And we didn't do as many episodes as you. I think we ended up doing, a, I think, 30 altogether. It only ran for about a year and a half. Yeah. But, um, now, let me ask you, how did you get involved back in health and fitness? Like, were you all, like, even in school, were you an active person? Oh, I, extremely active. I mean, I played everything. Yes, every sport uh, at school, uh, baseball, football, basketball, hockey, uh, lacrosse. Um, wow. I, I played everything. Uh, but uh, I played on Team Canada in baseball, and Joanne ran track and field for Canada. Mm -hmm. uh, and I and I went to the University of Colorado uh, and played baseball there, so it's uh, you know our background is really sports and athletics. And after um, I'd I'd been selling computer systems uh, for about eight years in the computer business, and I was really getting tired of that. And I wanted to do something um, that I enjoyed, that I had, I had fun with. And mm -hmm. um, you know I was making a lot of money back in the '80s uh, with the computers, but I just literally just quit. Um, and as I said, on June 8th of 88, I, I got this idea that, um, and the whole, the, the concept of body break is not just, just fitness really. Yeah. And, but it is about showing that we all can live, work and play together, regardless of, uh, male, female, regardless of your, um, ability, regardless of your, um, your ethnicity, we can all live, work and play together. And that was really the main reason that I, that I, um, came up with the, the concept and athletics or fitness was just kind of the uh, vehicle to show that. And, and so we, we were really, uh, you know, a lot of our shows, you know, we, we are, we thought of as being very subtle about it. Uh, but like, for example, a person with a disability, you, we wouldn't just, uh, what we did, we were wheelchair basketball, but what that, that wasn't the, that wouldn't be our first go-to. Our, our go-to would be, let's say showing someone in a restaurant, we're talking about nutrition and someone is wheels by in a wheelchair mm -hmm. as in the background. They're just there. They're part of the landscape. Um, and so it's interesting uh, how television uh, you know, and, and all visual mediums have evolved over over the 30 years since we started. We, uh, you know, we, you see a lot more uh, mixed race people together as couples. And and so, you know, the, a lot of those things that, you know, that's what we are trying to achieve to, to show that. Um, we, we, as I said, we can all live, work, and play together. Yeah, because you had your your background sort of started when I think I was listening to an interview and you were doing a it was, it was a TV show or commercial and they had you beside a blonde girl and the director wanted to move you. Is that correct? Is that kind of that, that? That's correct. That was really the impetus of it. I was doing uh, just for fun. I was doing some commercials and uh, in Toronto and um, and the director asked um, me to switch positions with the. Uh, with the white uh, actor and and I, uh, as the three of us were cheering, uh, we were uh, in a in a commercial cheering the horses as they were coming by, and and I asked the assistant director later why did they have after we rehearsed it so many times a switch, and he said, well, the client didn't like didn't want anybody to think that you're you're with her because she's she's uh, you know white and and we don't want that. So I thought, well, geez, you know. This is coming from, you know, the ad agency, coming from the client. What can I do and uh, to make a change? And so yeah. that's really um, – I've always had the 
the feeling, I think it really comes from my dad. I, I don't get mad uh, at stuff. I get kind of, okay, how do you, how can you overcome this? How can you make this work? How can you, um, because when you get mad, you, 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 you don't do anything productive. For sure. And so I was thinking, how can I be productive and, and change the people's minds? I, I mean, if I yell at those people or got angry at the people, uh, that's not, that's just going to reinforce uh, negativity. So, um, and what was interesting is that so many people thought of, uh, Joanne and I being married, uh, for so long. And they, and when you see us together all the time on TV and we're, we're being played 1500 times a week on 140 stations across the country. So when you see us being played all the time, it just becomes normal, mm-hmm. uh, Hal and Joe together. That's just normal. Um, and so it's, uh, it, it's nice, to, it's nice that things have certainly changed over the years. Yeah, I know things have definitely changed over the years for sure there. Um, so what made you decide, like, so I get, I get the, I get the idea, but then you decided to, where did the idea for like, was it always a two minute show or a one minute show? Like where did the, where did that concept come from? You know? Well, well, it, there was a show back in the eighties called Body by Jake. And okay. Body by Jake was on CNN, and it was about a two-minute little thing. And Jake's a big bodybuilder, and he would always have a girl on who was wearing a bikini, and and <laughs> yeah. she, she was she would do the exercise, and and so it was kind of. And we looked at that and saw this seems very sexist, mm-hmm. but it's just interesting. And so I, that was kind of the the first nibble in my mind. Also, the hinterland, um, the um, short minutes when I grew up as a kid, you know, the, uh, the, the gray wolf and uh, all the, the you know, like all the, the uh, hinterland moments that, that were on TV. Mm-hmm. And I, th- and I, so I, I thought of, you know, uh, why not show people out being active together and, and relating their activity, how to improve their activity. So for example, if, if you're um, a gardener at the beginning of the year, you're going to get you're going to get back problems because you haven't gardened all year. So how uh, what what's a good stretch for a gardener? So so it was just kind of very simple idea and moved into nutrition um, and and was and that's what we say our, our concepts of you know go out for a walk, enjoy yourself, uh, you know stretch like very simple ideas um, mm-hmm. to to get people active. Um, it, it's certainly not CrossFit, you know, in that yeah, sense, no. <laughs> uh, going that route. Yeah, which is interesting because that seems to be because for in you know for a while there, fitness seemed to forget about that, and it still has to a point. But I think it's coming back around. You like you you've been there. You saw the you know the kind of the started off with hit. You know, I think that was in the late 90s. Hit started becoming really big. And then, of course, CrossFit hit the world, uh, at least in popularity, around 2006, 2007. Um, it kind of went, kind of just went rampant there for a while where, you know, you just equated, you know, any, all physical activity just had to be extremely stressful and high intensity. Where you guys have always, even to this day, have really just promoted, you know, active lifestyles. Well, yeah, and, and I, I must say that... Uh... Um, we went to participation with, well, I went to 42 different companies before I knocked on participation's door. Mm-hmm. And when I knocked on their door with the idea, the problem that they, they loved, they loved the idea and the concept, but they thought we were a little too high end okay. for the, for the everyday person. So participation really call it toned us back 
um, they, they brought us back to the, and they kept saying, you know, the average person, because, you know, you know, at the time, you know, Joanne and I, I'm 32, Joanne was 30. Um, you know, we were in you know, pretty good shape. We were kind of doing, let's call it high end stuff, you know, we mm-hmm. were, and, and we thought, well, everybody does, does it this way. And, and they really kind of taught us in the, in the very short period of time that we were with them. We're also we're often thought of the participation people, but we were only with them for two years. Yeah. Uh, and they and but in that short period of time, we, we started to realize, yeah, the everyday person doesn't go out and do 10 kilometers for a morning walk, every, you know, every day. No, you know, they, definitely. You know, the, the, what the average person does just so our, our whole emphasis turned from, you know, you know, you got to get fit, fit, fit to get off the couch. Let's mm-hmm. just move. Let's put an extra. We didn't think of it in terms of steps, but let's put an extra thousand steps into into your day. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, that's that was kind of what, uh, you know, what we were uh, what our thought is. And it, it still is the same today. You know, it's, uh, you know, uh, like a, it's funny, a little thing like uh, golfing, um, you know, so many golfers take uh, golf carts. And if you just walk the course, you get so much more benefit out of it. Yeah, uh, I've always found that ironic. <laughs> well, and the funny thing is with golf is that, you know, I've never met a golfer um, who's carrying their bag and drinking a beer. You know, so one mm-hmm. thing kind of if but guys who are in golf carts drink a lot of beer. Yeah, and I've seen that very evident when I play all the time, you know, and and. And so it is kind of interesting if you if you can make and what we've really we do a lot of corporate speaking. Uh, we'll be in uh, University of Calgary this uh, this coming weekend oh, okay. uh, and um, doing a talk. And it's what we what our real emphasis now. What we really look at is habits. Mm-hmm. And so how what habits do you have that are good, and 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 then for you to come come to a realization of okay why do I do that. And what habits do you have that you'd like to change to be more uh, that you don't really like right now? And why, why do you have those habits? Like mm-hmm. what, like what is really saying in, in that sense of, uh, and oftentimes it's, it's our, it's our environment, it's our friends. Um, you know, and, and I, I was funny, like I said, about golfing, I was playing yesterday and the, this guy, he, he was in a cart and I, I asked him why, why don't you? We were out in the course together, and I said, "Why don't you normally? Why don't you walk?" He goes, "Well, most of the guys I play with, they're in carts." Yeah, and, and they, you know, so I want to, you know, I, well, and that's my attitude has always been, "So what?" You know, it, it just you know, it's who cares what they're in, but but if if all your friends are, are triathletes, you're probably not going to be hanging out at the bar on Friday night just that's drinking beer. Yeah. So your environment, your friends, uh, your group uh, has a big impact on your your own habits. So we talk a lot about ha- a lot about habits now. Yeah, no, exactly. Now, do you find when you talk about it, do you kind of get that people just oh, well, that just you know that, that's so simple. They need they want the answers more complex. Do you find that a lot? Do you get a lot of pushback? Or just like so like. I find, you know, sometimes you just tell people the simple things, like, you know, start going out for a walk, and they're like, oh, that's just too simple. Like, I need to know more about the, the, these hard workouts and stuff like that. Well, yeah, and I, what, sometimes they do that. But I often, I often say that, that the, um, um, whether it be your diet, whether it be, whether it be diet or exercise, um, companies make a lot of money off of making it very complicated. Yes. Because if you um, – 
if you make it really simple, they can't make a lot of money. Um, you know, you, and so that, that's where I, I, whether, if you look at food, even, um, you know, money is, um, packaged food is much more expensive than, than just the raw materials. Yeah. Uh, So, so just go to the, you know, go to the raw materials. You don't need to make it that complicated. Uh, and that's where, um, you know, Joanne and I are always, uh, uh, always thought of as, you know, being very simple and I'm, we're certainly not going to change that. It's uh, it's the basics uh, uh, in, in that regard. No, I agree. I think a lot of people, um, I think a lot of people, trainers uh, and fitness people, especially fitness people, have really kind of forgotten the simplistic stuff a lot. And that's why I like you guys so much because you just kind of remind everybody back in that. Like you rarely find a trainer. Uh, most gyms you walk into, like you, you talked about habits, you talked about the people you hang out with and your environment. So let's talk, let's, let's kind of break those down a little bit. Do you guys have, like, are you a fan of rituals? Do you have morning rituals or evening rituals? Is that something you guys talk about or is everybody different? Do you have suggestions? Well, yeah, I think what you have to do is first recognize what, what are your habits that you want to change? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I mean, obviously a very simple one would be, let's say smoking. Or, or, uh, you know, I'll often hear a guy, ah, yeah, I should cut back on amount of beers I have. I've got a little bit of a beer, beer belly. I've got to cut back a little bit and I'd go, okay, well, how are you going to do that? Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah, I just kind of cut back. Well, forget it. You're not going to, you, because there's, there's certain things that you do, certain habits, certain, uh, you know, rituals that you do, as you say, that, um, unless you identify them and, and make conscious changes, um, to that, uh, like there's, like, I would say certain friends that you say, you know, this person isn't a good influence on me. I should find a new friend, mm-hmm. uh, you know, or, or friends. I mean, I, I should, or, um, you know, I, I should try to stay away from that person a little bit because they're not, they're not good for me. Now, if we were, you know, if you're looking at as, as an adult, it's easy for us to look at that. What if your child had a friend that was that was negative for them, that didn't help them, that wasn't a positive? You would say, you know, you really shouldn't hang out with Johnny. I don't think he's a really good influence on you. Mm-hmm. But, but as an adult, we don't look at that way. You no, know, like, not. you know, so the, but look at your friends and saying, is that person a positive or a negative, whether it be mental or, or uh, to you um, or or that of uh you know, bringing you down physically. Um, that's why I like joining a group, joining a club. Let's say a, a great example is, let's say hiking. Um, and, I, uh, and you talk about simplicity. You know, you think of hiking, going, you know, joining a hiking group. Oh, boy, does that ever sound boring? Uh, does that, <laughs> you know, does that ever, like a bunch of old people just kind of walking in the woods getting lost? Yeah. I mean, it's, but it is, it's, but if it's incredible exercise, um, you know, Joanna and I uh, went to Ireland uh, with our daughter, and we did uh, 153 kilometers in four days through the mountains. Wow! And and it was just it was just fabulous. But we trained uh, about six months to do that. I, I trained with a 20 pound vest, mm-hmm. uh, uh, carrying a 20 pound vest on, uh, and doing 10 to 15 kilometers through uh, the the woods behind our our house uh, every day with taking the dogs out. Very simple, and you go. Well, that's not CrossFit. Well, you know, it's, it's, but boy, you know, it really, really helps. But what I was going to, was saying about in terms of a group, 
you know, I joined a, joined a hiking group and we went on, you know, you, you do different hikes, 20, 30, 40 kilometers, um, two to three day times a week. Uh, and you start to meet different people mm-hmm. and yeah, you may, you know, get together with them later. Um, uh, but it's a positive environment. Um, as you know, as opposed to if you, that's, if you want to make a change, yeah. as opposed to say, let's, because so much of our social interaction, uh, is surrounded, is, is surrounded by food and drink, uh, as opposed to, you know, physical activity. So, so I, that's what I would promote is finding uh, physical activity that you can do with others. Yeah. And I like the way you go about it too. Cause something, you know, when you first say you got to find new friends, something, cause I guess a lot of people just say, okay, so I have to stop talking my old ones. What do I do for new ones? But I like your way because you're basically saying find the new group. Because what will happen, my guess is, you know, you'll find your new group of maybe healthier people and you'll end up hanging up with them. And the, so it's just kind of like you're hanging out with the new ones and the old ones that are not bad probably will just fade away versus the other way of thinking about it where you're just kind of like, oh, I just have to cut these people off. I mean, because it's, it's not that, you know, it's because it's not quite that easy if you don't have that other group to go to, I would think. Right. And it's funny because many friends, and this sounds a little cold, many friends are friends of convenience. It's true. Uh, You know, it's like you think of how many really, really good friends do you have that through thick and thin, that's the friend? Or is it a friend of convenience? And I I, I say that in the sense that, you know, when you're, you know, let's say, for example, you're a parent and you've got a a child that's in hockey or something like that. and, And all of a sudden, all those hockey parents become your friends because it's, convenient and yeah, it's just location really yeah you're hanging out you're you know sitting in the rink with them now they become your friends you might do stuff now when your kids go off and aren't playing hockey anymore it's probably doubtful that you're hanging around those people anymore. yeah um so but it's it's really you know finding people that um you know are have, are like-minded as yourself that want to go out and 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 be in better shape um, and that's, that's, you know, that's why gyms are, you know, that's kind of a built in group, everybody there to get in shape. Um, that can be your, you know, uh, your social environment as well. So yeah, it's not about simply cutting off your old friends, but, um, but it, finding new ones. I, as I said, I, I play, I play a lot of golf and it's so interesting that almost everyone that I play with, um, walks the golf course and carries the bag. And we, we play at a very very hilly golf course, uh, very long and hilly. It's a, it's a real, real workout, mm-hmm. but it's, I, and 95% of the people at the golf course take a golf cart, but it's funny. It just, it just happens that most of the people that I play with, we all walk. Mm-hmm. Um, and so th- that's the group that I've kind of migrated to and, and they've migrated to me. So, you know, I find people that are like-minded that want to be healthy and, and it'll, it'll certainly help you. And, uh, and support you along the way. I agree. Now, besides social environments, you said the word environments. That can be so many. There's so many environments we think about it. How does the home environment, because um, one of the reasons I'm asking is a study just came out today. Uh, it was very interesting, actually. And on British Columbia um, alone, 5,179 kids are hospitalized in B.C., just last year for mental health concerns, 9% of youth are prescribed medications to treat mood disorders and obesity is now one in four. I, I, I'm thinking a lot of that has to relate back to the home environment. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, you had a couple different, uh, different uh, elements in that question. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the, the obesity, I mean, um, it's, it's not by accident in the sense that, that, 
you know, children have become obese in a sense that it's a, it's a combination that they're, they're being fed the wrong foods. They're eat, they're snacking much more than they ever used to. Yes, they are certainly, um, not as physically active. They're, you know, a lot more screen time. They're not out being, you know, running around. Um, and, and the, and the parents are, are not making the home cooked meals. And, you know, my, my, I mean, everything, everything, you know, you know, 40 years ago was so different than the kids today. So that being physical, being physical helps you mentally, Definitely. Uh, you know, getting out there. And, and I say, I've, whenever I'm under stress at all, I go for a walk. I mean, I, that's, it's just like, it's, it's, that's my habit. Mm-hmm. If I feel stressed out, just go for a walk, you know, and for, I've got two dogs as well. So it's kind of easy They they just want, they, that's all they want to do is go for a walk. So yeah. um, I just grab the dogs and go for you know, a couple kilometers and, you know, clear, literally clear your head. Well, when kids aren't being active, um, you know, they, they need to burn it off. They need to, to do that. And, and, uh, and, and, and that, you know, certainly helps with the obesity and, um, but, but the, the food today is just, you know, terrible compared to what it was before. Um, yeah, 100%. And, and parents have, parents have a difficult job, but they, I think, I believe one of the major jobs you know when you bring a child in the world is to make them as healthy as possible Mm -hmm. and so always think of your child's health and 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 what you feed them um you know what they're going to eat and how active they are that should be at the the top of the list no i agree now what do you think one of the reasons why maybe i mean we all know that you know kfc and eating chocolate bars and pop tarts are not the best idea but it just seems there's like you type in, you know, best diet or best nutrition plan. I mean, you're going to get every argument from vegan to carnivore <laughs> and everything in the middle. What are your thoughts on you? You must have seen a lot of trendy diets come and go. I mean, I remember, I remember, you know, it was the, the low fat kick was in the, the, the 80s and the early 90s. And then, you know, the high fat Atkins sort of era appeared there for a while. And then, I know, then we kind of got all over the place, you know, we've kind of vectored off into paleo and, and it just, what's your thoughts on all these diets and stuff that you, that have come out in the last 30 years? It seems in 30 years, we could wrap it up. It says, you know, that's the, been the diet era. <laughs> well, I, I, my, my first, to preface it all, my first thought is that no food is a, is the devil. Um, it's, there's no one particular food um, that you go, oh, you should never have that. Um, you know, whether, whether it be an ice cream or a cookie or whatever, whatever it might be, there's no devil, Mm -hmm. but it really is something that you should, um, you should really, from a diet perspective, uh, my belief is to try to reduce the amount of sugar that you, that you eat, um, as much as possible. And then what effect is it, what effect does that have on your, on your body? Um, is it, you know, a, a lot of sugar creates inflammation. Uh, in your body, sugar is a very negative, and it's very addictive, mm. um, and it's it's really empty, empty calories. So, I, my from a nutrition perspective, I just recommend you know whether it be the soups you're having, whether you know I, when I'm gonna get a can of soup or something, I'll look back on uh, on it and say, okay, how much sugar in this? And there's some that have like 20, 25 grams of sugar in a in a soup, and you can well forget that. So it's understanding, you know, that that's the, on the one thing from a, a from a diet perspective. Um, I have friends of mine, a buddy of mine that says, oh, you know, he 
he doesn't eat any carbs at all. Um, he, he, well, when, when he's not eating carbs, that's on the one hand, what he's doing, he is reducing the amount of sugar content that he's getting. So he doesn't, sure. that, yeah. that's a, that's, that's a positive. Um, but I, but you know, so he's eating steaks and, you know, uh, you know, a lot of eggs and he's, those kind of things. But he's, uh, I say you've got to have balance mm-hmm. uh, and re- and reduce your sugar. I, I find for myself I don't eat very much meat. Um, it's it's kind of a maybe once once or twice a month maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I eat a little bit more chicken and I eat a lot more fish um, in, in my diet. But that's kind of a you know personal preference. Yeah. I say a lot of people right now. It's, uh, the, I know the plant, I don't know, plant-based or at least plant focus seems to be going, getting more popular, which I think is a good thing. All in all, I think you know we definitely cut down on the meat. Um, I don't think we need as much as we 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 think we need, anyways. <laughs> oh, absolutely, absolutely. So, where do you tend to get your proteins from? Then, like you said, you eat a lot of fish. Do you eat fish every day, or or do you? I, like, no, I I won't have any um, any. Like, uh, like I say today, I've had soup, I've had cereal, um, like, on, you know, hundred percent brand shredded wheat, uh, uh, for breakfast, uh, some, some fruit, uh, banana. Um, and then tonight I'll, you know, have, uh, a yam with, uh, some fish, that sort of thing. And, and a salad, I, I have an enormous salad every day. Um, uh, like usually the salad that you know, they bring out for uh, uh, at a restaurant for four people to all dig in. That's what I have uh, every day. Okay. Um, and, and in that salad, I'll have um, some um, mixed beans, uh, carrots, um, some feta cheese. Uh, it, you know, it depends. Like, actually, today I'm going to have a... Have one with uh, mandarin oranges. Uh, actually, I'm going to start. I'll start getting hungry if I talk about it. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I I like having, um, you know, having a salad as my base, and I usually eat that about an hour before I'm going to have dinner, 45 minutes, because what happens is I have such a large salad that I'm not really that hungry for the. So my dinner's kind of much smaller portion sizes. Yeah. Because um, uh, it's like, boy, that salad really filled me up. Uh, Especially if I when I put in, uh, um, you know, some beans because uh, that's you know certainly a great source of protein. Yeah, uh, as well. So yeah, no, it's funny. Every time I talk to anybody who's kind of like over fifty and fit, it always seems to be the same thing. They don't have any you know particular diet. They just eat you know they, I guess what you just call eat clean and just small portions and you know there's not, not a lot of sides by it, which is great. I mean, it's, it seems to be the way to go. Portion control is a big one, like you said, cutting down on just the refined you know just the sugars. Yeah, I find I find for me it's it's really the sugar, and I do find that um, like I, I used to eat a lot of meat. I mean, I, I used to love it, mm-hmm. and I find now that it it just doesn't make me feel good. Yeah. I like I, I I love a great a taste of a great steak, but I I know I don't feel great after you know, and it it yeah. binds you up, and you know um, uh, I like you know. Um, I certainly eat more chicken, um, skinless, uh, skinless, boneless chicken, but, uh, um, yeah, so it's, it's just, I, I try, you know, on one hand, I try not to say, you know, to, to people, oh, this is, this is what you have to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I go back to the simplicity of it and the simplicity is just 
reduce the amount of sugar that sugar content that you put in your body. That's if you can do that, everything else will fall in place. It's you know uh, it's called it's kind of like um, in a sense uh, I'm using you know a lot of golf references, but when I when I've taught people how to um, you know, to improve their golf game. Um, I play, as I say, I play a lot of golf and, and I teach some people, I tell them, look at the ball when you're going to hit it. Now it sounds very, yeah, of course I'm going to look at the, now I say, look at the ball, look at the dimple, pick out a dimple on the ball when you're going to hit it. Mm-hmm. And what happens is everything else falls into place. So if you can hit that ball and strike it at the, uh, ex- at the exact spot that you're looking well, your swing, your, the way you go back, the way you go through, that's all going to take care of itself. Yeah. And so I look at the same way with, with nutrition. If you can reduce the amount of sugar content uh, as low as low as you can go, um, is that, well, you're going to eat fewer carbs. You're going to eat uh, more raw vegetables. So you're going to eat, you know, you're, you're going to eat more veg, vegetables, more more food, mm-hmm. um, more like a vegan, but I don't say be like a vegan. I just say just reduce the amount of sugar. Yeah, no, hundred um, percent. Yeah. Now speaking about sugar, uh, you and we so we've touched on sugar and and we mentioned earlier participation. So participation, they were a company that you teamed up with them for the show. Is that how it went? Is there an organization, a nonprofit, to promote uh, physical activity in Canada? Is that correct? Yeah, Participation has been around since 1973, and they're they're a nonprofit organization that uh, was funded originally by Bassett um, from CTV to um, to promote physical activity Canadians by John Bassett. And so the back uh, in in August of 1988, I had gone around for two months to different companies and been turned down by 42 different companies, and I. I, I knocked on participation's door, and a gentleman by the name of Bob Duck, um, he was the communications director for participation at the time. I had a meeting with him, and then I, then subsequently with the president of participation, Russ Gisby, and um, and within uh, within about six weeks, we'd had a contract uh, to do uh, uh, to do uh, eight pilot episodes for them, and then they would send it out to the stations as a test. Okay. And uh, th- then it it went it went from there, and we became in the short time in the short two year time with participation, the most successful program that they'd ever um, um, launched. Now, hmm. the interesting thing when we we did the contract uh, with them, they said that body that double play productions that's the company that's my company and Joanne's company yeah. that produced Body Break. We have no right to anything. Um, the name or anything with participation. And so our lawyer put in, oh, well, participation has no right to the name of Body Break, okay. which was a great thing to put in because, you know, because uh, we own Body Break. Um, but and so uh, after two years, we were so successful. Participation didn't renew our contract because we were, be- we were becoming too successful. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were becoming too well known. And so it became, we were almost competing with them in a sense, um, because they get a lot of corporate dollars. And so now corporations were coming to us back then and saying, we'd like Hal and Joe on the back of our special K box and that sort of thing. And so that companies would, wanted to be sponsoring body break, not participation. 
you're well, they want to be sponsoring Hal and Joanne okay. in terms of us being on their products. Mm-hmm. And so uh, participation made a lot of their money by by their by their logo being on products. Gotcha. So so now we became a competitor of participation. So they they cut us loose and thought, well, then that we would just go away. Well, what I <laughs> subsequently did is I said, OK, uh, we've we've got credibility with the television stations. They know we who have you are. They know and the public knows who we are. So now and we were always the people who produced them and wrote the scripts and did all the production. Um, so participation just funded us. And so we went ahead and did it ourselves. And so, so basically for, uh, the first 65 episodes that we did were with participation and the corresponding over 300 we've done on our own. So you've done, um, you've done over, that's three book over 365 episodes in total, man. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Over, over the course of course of the years now, participation, they did, they were very helpful. As I said earlier, in guiding us to what the everyday person would would be um, relating to, mm-hmm. uh, they they also said that a two minute spot is too long. You should bring it down to ninety seconds. So our original pilots were two minutes, and then we brought it down to ninety seconds, and and they were right. It was, uh, and now we've done we've done them down to as as short as fifteen seconds, which is very people, hard. It's hard well, to get a the, message across fifteen seconds. It, I found. It, it is, uh, you know, 30 is tough, um, you know, but what we do find is that um, our, our patients, um, that's why it's funny because I tell people, you know, they, uh, I remember people saying, you know, they've got a YouTube video and I say, how long is it? Oh, it's about four minutes long. I said, well, nobody's going to watch it. No. <laughs> no like, like if, if once you get over, once you get over the 45 second mark um, and, you know, people are just have ADD. They just want to, well, it's Instagram culture now, right? Exactly. (laughs) Even a one minute Instagram video seems like an eternity. So, (laughs) so uh, things that things have have certainly changed, uh, our viewing habits and what we, uh, uh, what we want to want to see for how long. So, so are you, when you say you're doing uh, smaller ones, are are there still new episodes on somewhere or is it, or is it, well, we've done uh, over the last couple of years. I mean, we certainly wound, wound down the, 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 the uh, landscape has changed uh, significantly, and it's whether whether or not we still want to do it. And that's really, and I say that we've done them. Uh, let's say two years ago, and you know, a year and a half, we, we did a few, uh, put them out to stations, and and they still air them. But the CRTC changed the ruling, and that's really what the big thing was: is that in Canada, we were only allowed um, a six minutes six minutes worth of commercial time per, um, per, uh, half hour, yeah, per, 30 uh, per, per 30 minutes. But, but, uh, but in the States they're allowed eight minutes worth of commercial mm. um, time. So there was a two minute gap. So when you're watching global and there's a, uh, a during Re- young and the restless, well, they had to fill it with something. And they couldn't fill it with a commercial, that extra two minutes. They couldn't fill it with a public service announcement because a PSA is considered to be commercial time. Hmm. So that's where Body Break came in because we, we, I went and got a CRTC program number. So Body Break episodes were a very short program that filled the needs of the, of the stations. So what happened was with the consolidation of all the t- TV stations, 
um, they they then started to do in later you know in the last you know ten years or so they started to do their own spots meaning here's our entertainment minute yes. and or whatever that might be because when you had a lot of individual stations they couldn't afford to do that sort of thing but when you have global who owns or CTV and and, that, and then what they also do is slice and dice their entertainment shows mm-hmm. and throw that those in as their short fillers in that sense. So as I said, the landscape has changed and, you know, you know, we could have, you know, just say done a lot on YouTube, could have gone on Instagram doing a bunch of stuff, but it's kind of like, well, you know, I've kind of been there and done that. Yeah. Um, you know, I've, you know, we've, we, we enjoy doing public speaking and we do that across the country. And, you know, I have Joanne will be turning 60, uh, you know, next week, uh, I'm 62. Um, we're just having fun. Like it's like, I'm in a sense that we we're just going around and, uh, you know, talking when we want and golfing and, yeah. and Joanne wow. did a Ironman, uh, her first half Ironman, uh, you know, uh, six was, weeks ago. It was in July or something, right? Yeah. yeah. How did that so, go? Okay. Oh, it went fantastic. I mean, she, uh, she really enjoyed it, loved the swimming. And so it, we're, we're literally just enjoying ourselves, you know. And, and also, when you look at the landscape of wh- whether, you know, we had thought about, oh, we should do a podcast. We should, you know, we could do a bunch of different things. And we go, well, you know, it's almost like it's, 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 a, let's say, a lot of work mm-hmm. to, to, to try to figure, you know, is it appropriate? I mean, when we, when we thought, when we do a one ninety second body break episode and put it on the air, it would be seen by millions and millions and millions of people yeah. over and over and over and over again to the point that we would get letters from people saying, can you stop playing that one particular episode so much? <laughs> you know, like I'm sick of seeing that one. Well, we had no control because we just sent it out free to all the stations across the country. Yeah, and, exactly. And they, they play them whenever they wanted to. Speaking of talking, you started a little controversy with Participation a, a couple years ago because they decided to pick up a sponsorship from Coca-Cola, didn't they? Yeah, it's it's really um, – I, I put out a uh, uh, kind of a – Was it a Twitter or something? Yeah, yeah, an, an innocuous tweet. <laughs> yeah, good old uh, tweets. <laughs> just, you know, this was pre-Trump uh, yep. tweeting. And um, it just put out, I thought nobody would see it. Yeah, I really didn't think it was yeah. deep. And I just said that I, I'm, I'm embarrassed that participation would um, bring Coca-Cola on as a sponsor. So they, they signed a, a, um, a five-year deal that they renewed, I believe, three times over the mm-hmm. course of a contract um, for a uh, million dollars a year for five years. So $5 million, then they renewed it again and again. And I was disappointed about that because it was like, you know, Coke is just, it's just sugar water. I mean, it's, it's not good for you. And, and so why it's like the, you know, um, Canadian cancer society getting, getting, uh, money from Rothman's, you know, like, it's just like, why, like, why would you do that? Yeah. Um, and so in, and I, it's the, um, the woman at the time was the head of participation, Kelly Mermit. She went on to be the head of tennis Canada. And then now since is retired, <clears throat> but Kelly was just enraged that I would be negative. And, and then they asked me to sit down with Coca-Cola and come into the boardroom. 
and <clears throat> meet with the uh, people at Coke to see, you know, what the programs are and this and that. I said, I have no interest at all mm-hmm. in doing that. I said, you know, you're, you're going to try to snow me and sell me on, on the fact that, uh, you know, you're, you're trying to get kids to drink your junk. I mean, what, what bothers me, <clears throat> especially in athletics is that, you know, when, when athletes, uh, you know, promote, um, you know, Gatorade, um, and, you know, sports drinks, quote unquote, it's it, like Gatorade is junk mm-hmm. and it, it doesn't do anything for them. Have them drink water. Yeah. Um, and so it's like, you know, you know, little you know, Susie and Johnny will be out playing soccer for 10 minutes running around and then they've got to have a Gatorade. So that's like you know, when the parents are sitting there with Gatorade. I remember I was coaching a house league hockey team and one of the parents owns a restaurant. And uh, he brought in a case of Gatorade. And these are like eight-year-olds after a hockey game. And, I'm, and I said to him, I looked at him, I go, no, 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 they're not having yeah. the kids. I said, I appreciate it, but no, this isn't, this isn't a, good, a good look. Um, you know, it's, it's just not good. Uh, so so I, I really, you know, I, I just think that, you know, there's so much um, organizations need money, um, but you don't take the money from the devil. I mean, it's, it's, uh, you know, and, and I can't tell you how many times Joanne and I have been approached by different companies and, um, that, you know, to like it, companies like, for example, the egg board uh, that came to us, which eggs aren't bad, mm-hmm. but in the copy that they wanted me to say that, uh, I would have eaten like 49,620 eggs in my lifetime. And there's some kind of ludicrous number. And I said, no, I, I can't do that. Are they basing and, that like three a day or something like that? I uh, yeah. Oh, so okay. I, I said, well, gee, unless I'm, unless I'm going to, uh, unless I'm going to live to like 300, I don't really think this is a good thing. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, what was interesting is Debbie Van Kiekebelt, they, she got, they went to her after we turned them down and then the, the uh, nutritionist of Canada, um, pointed out that this ad was really a bad ad mm-hmm. it was really bad because of you know how many eggs you'd have to eat and it wasn't healthy yeah. and so you know or we've been approached when mcdonald's came out with the uh salads they asked us to be their spokespeople for their new salad program and i we turned them to, we turned we said no we we because you're really in the business of selling burgers and fries. Yeah, your face is going to be hanging up above a Happy Meal. It just happens to right, be there's right. a salad, but it's like one one hundredth of the menu. Yeah, <laughs> it's it, so we're we're and so that's what I look at all of these pro athletes uh, who give their um, halo, and that's why I, I talk about being a health halo. So the participation, you're selling your health halo. Mm-hmm. Well, when you're selling that health halo, you better believe in what you're selling, and you better totally understand that that it is a healthy product and the problem is is that most of the healthy products don't have any money no no there's no money behind broccoli and sprouts yeah bananas don't you know i mean they've got chiquita banana but they still don't have a lot of money you know you know so it's it's really and and the reason they don't have is because the money is made when you pre-pack when you package something so the more refined or, or packaged something is the more layers it's gone through the more money the, the more um the the more expensive it is and then therefore there's more margin to do in marketing and advertising mm. so so that's where um you know i say unfortunate for us but we you know stay what we've always said is stay true to true to our brand yeah 
and and if and and we really take that you know if um, uh, when we've been approached by different things that you know um, somebody's we don't know if a lot of people but some people are going to take what we say and and so we feel a sense of responsibility that you know we you don't you want to say the right thing because some kid may say well Helen Joe say you can this is a great chocolate bar or whatever whatever it might be. Well, exactly. It's, it reminds me, um, you know, what, what quite often you'll see, like when the Avengers or Spider-Man came out, you'll see like, you know, Spider-Man at Burger King or you know, stuff like that. And I'm just like, ah, it's just, you know, the way they use, you know, the way they use this sort of stuff, you know, to sell to kids especially drives me nuts. You know, it's like Spider-Man is not eating KFC. Like in China, KFC actually advertises itself. They position themselves as, as an athletic food because they don't know the difference there. My friend was over there in China, took a picture and he's like, I guess they had all these athletes on their windows because there was some big sports thing there. KFC was sponsoring this big sports event. So they were trying to position themselves as KFC, like the food of you know champion athletes. And I'm like, come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that that's very much. Uh, I absolutely agree. You know, it's uh, when I see. You know, it's funny when I see Sidney Crosby. You know, promoting. You know, Gatorade or whatever. I'm disappointed when I see Christine St. Clair doing it for Coke. Um, it's a little more understandable in a sense. Mm-hmm. She 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 doesn't. Christine St. Clair doesn't have a you know a ten million dollar a year contract from you know from pittsburgh penguins um you know you know she she uses that that money she's getting from coke means a lot more to her but it's still i just wonder is like most people wouldn't criticize her um for for doing that Mm -hmm. uh i i i would but you know i i'd also uh, i guess don't know her financial situation but it's um i just i think it's disappointing um because yeah. you know i you know for the the money that you're going to make off of it uh is it really worth is it really worth selling yourself in that respect no i agree i think a lot of people don't really understand too how much money some of these organizations you know like a lot of these junk food organizations put a lot of money into like he's like you know coca-cola sponsoring participation i know crossfit right now greg glassman he's in a Big legal battles with, you know, Coca-Cola, Pepsi-Cola, because he declared war on sodas, um, you know, because he found out that basically sodas was at least doing, you know, at least partly funding, you know, the National College of uh, Sports Medicine, of course, was, you know, and uh, the ACSC, uh, that's the American College of Sports Medicine, sorry, and then the NSCA, you know, they're all partially funded in some ways by Coke or Pepsi. Uh, A lot of people don't understand, like, they just don't realize how deep some of those guys go into some of this stuff you know absolutely and that's you know i've i've uh, i don't necessarily think i've gone to war with them but i certainly speak up against the influence of um uh, of and what you have to understand is as much kind of bs as they'll tell you their job is for to for you to consume as much of their product as possible so they mm. That's their number one job. Their number one job is for their stockholder price to go up. And the only way their stockholder price goes up is if they make more profits. Exactly. And and so they they how do we do that? Well, let's influence the influencers. Let's let's buy them off. Let's put let's have them put a health halo on our product. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's what what we we that's what in fact some of our talks we talk about that that health halo. Like understand 
that, you know, Gatorade has done a terrific job, a mag magnificent job about positioning itself as the, you know, the, 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 the number, you know, sports drink. Well, mm -hmm. you know, when you think about it, what's in a Gatorade is just sugar and water and a pinch of vitamins. Oh, there's some food coloring in there too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that food coloring. Yeah. You know, that's what it is now. Now that's, and, and studies have shown that, you know, the amount of exercise that you have to do in order to need your, those electrolytes, you know, um, brought up to brought up to snuff is an incredible amount of exercise. Yeah. Um, you know, that, you know, in terms of, you know, riding your bike or running or whatever, it's not out running around a soccer field for 30 minutes and coming no, back in. No, it's not 20 minutes on the treadmill in your morning jog. <laughs> right. Like that, that, Especially in Canada. I mean, I'm, I used to train on a rooftop in Bangkok in 40 degrees every day and we just drank water. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. It's, yeah, so it's really, you know, those are the... Um, the things that we're, uh, you know, but it's, it's hard to battle. You feel like the tsunami of is coming up against, you're coming up against it because, you know, big, um, big business, uh, the big food companies have so much money that they convince people. So little Hal and Joe saying this stuff is garbage. Why are you consuming it? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's all I can do. I can just, you know, keep saying it. Um, and, and, and any, and I'm disappointed, you know, you can be disappointed with organizations like participation that, that married with Coke, mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, I disappointed with them and, and that's why I had to speak out and I'm, I'm certainly not shy. And I think about that. And it's funny because as I, as I get older, I get less shy. I guess yeah. I just don't just give a Don't damn. put up with the BS anymore. <laughs> that's right. I don't try to be politically correct. I just, you know, I, I've, what uh, was interesting, um, um, again, you know, I've had, you know, many instances, uh, with different companies and, and one, one was with, um, uh, uh, Nestle, um, uh, years ago when we were going to be part of their uh, breakfast program with Nestle. Um, and the president of Nestle saw a video that we did and the video, uh, was, a shot in a Tim Hortons. We, we had a, uh, and we, or what we said was if you have a, um, a brand muffin, there is much, there's more fat and calories in a brand muffin than there is in a donut. Mm -hmm. So don't think you're doing yourself any favors. Well, the, they canceled our contract, which was for a six figure deal. They canceled our contract because they sell, um, uh, they, they, in their, um, commercial division mm -hmm. they sell tim hortons all their coffee oh, okay uh, and uh and they and so they were nervous that tim hortons would be angry with them um because because of that so uh, from a lot of political uh, things you understand and tim hortons actually uh and then again this is years ago tim hortons actually called us up and said you have to take up take that particular spot off the uh, airways, or we're going to sue you, sue you. Wow! Just and I, but it's true. But so what? What I said was, oh, the, I said we have permission from from the franchisee to shoot in a Tim Horton. So we did what we call pickup shots. So we shot, but you didn't see any Tim Horton. It was, but they knew it was their their donut roll and and. Uh, and I said, we had permission. So what we're doing is we're saying the truth. And I said, I said to them, oh, so um, you're threatening to sue me 
do you really want little you really want to sue little Hal and Joanne? So let's say I call up the the uh, Toronto Star or the Globe and Mail or one of the newspapers and say Tim Hortons is suing me because I'm telling the truth. How do you think that would go over? No, for sure. <laughs> and so they just they just went away. This this is pre-social media. So they just they just went away and didn't bother us anymore. So yeah. it's 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 interesting when you have the the um, the the clout. They try to intimidate because they've got the money and they've got the power, but the power comes it can can come in other forms. So I've I'm uh, I've been able to push back against companies over the years. Nice. Well, listen, Hal. I know we're coming up to our time, and we're gonna have to do a part two for sure because there's still so many notes I have. Um, if you had, let's just go with two of the biggest tips that you could give people listening right now that want to just get in better shape and just turn their lives around health-wise, do a 180, what would you suggest? I would say the first thing is to find, um, find an activity mm-hmm. that, that you enjoy. And that's really that, the part of our, our slogan, um, keep fit and have fun that you enjoy. It's really, you got to have fun and you really got to enjoy the activity, find an activity that you enjoy. And the second tip, when we talked about it earlier, reduce the amount of sugar. So you're, I used to always think that nutrition and exercise is 50% of 50% each. Mm -hmm. And I, I really come to kind of the conclusion that if you only have a hundred dollars to pay for, to get advice from a personal trainer or to go to a, go to a dietitian, I would say go to a dietitian. Yeah, no, for sure. Because I think nutrition plays such a key role in so many things in our life. It, 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 it plays a, a bigger role than exercise. And that's not, not in any way to diminish exercise, but you can't outrun a bad diet. No, you know, and, and that's where I, I would say, so Find something you enjoy, you be passionate about, and and reduce the amount of sugar intake that you have, and and that those are two things that'll you know help you along. I think to to leading a healthy lifestyle. Agreed, one hundred percent. So, where can people find out more about you that want to follow up and learn more about Hal and Joanne and the whole Body Break culture? Well, pretty much uh, everything's Body Break. Bodybreak.com uh, on Facebook, it's uh, Body Break, and on Instagram, it's Body Break eighty eight. And the reason it's Body Break 88 is Body Break had already been taken, and we started Body Break in 1988. So it's Body Break 88. Perfect. Okay, Hal. Well, thank you. We'll definitely have to do a a part two, I'm sure, if I can convince you into it. So thanks for joining me today. My pleasure. Awesome. Thank you. This has been the Health by Design podcast with wellness architect and functional lifestylist Roar Alexander. Don't forget to join Roar at www.roaralexander.com for updates on more blogs, podcasts, and articles as they come out, and also to set up your free phone call to get some personal coaching by Roar Alexander himself. Again, that's www.roaralexander.com, and see you soon again on the Health by Design podcast.